Welcome to Let's Talk About It. I'm Sheena. And I'm Tamara. And today we're talking about gay dog. Myth, fact, what is it, what is it not, and what have studies actually not proven? <laughs> so let us know what your thoughts are on gaydar on podcast at thelesbiantalkshow.com. So, Sheena, what do you think about gaydar? I think it absolutely exists. I can totally get pinged every time a lesbian walks in the room. I don't really pay that much attention to gay men, I must tell you. But lesbians ping my dog no end. What's her name? Kristen Stewart, from the time she was like 12, was pinging my gaydar, the poor child. Yes, yes I suppose. She pinged my dog too. I was going to ask you. Is it very obvious lesbians that you write about, or is it the less obvious ones as well? Like, here's a question. Did Portia de Rosie in Ellie McBeal ping your door? Well, she certainly pinged something. I don't know if it was my door, though. Anyway, moving along. Uh. <laughs> it's not a good idea to tell your wife about these things. All right, so, Gator, do you believe it exists? I believe it exists to an extent, and that what you're observing is really, like, cues in the other person which are stereotypically homosexual in some way and I think that's what we're picking up on because you'll also find that a lot of men who fall into the metrosexual camp and who are not necessarily gay also ping dolls just because they take a lot of those stereotypes for gay men. It's true and very often a woman will ping my doll because she's butch but then by and large she's a lesbian. No but you do get some straight women who do look butch as well. Well, that's a whole nother debate, in my opinion. <laughs> I believe they just, you know, need to come out of their closets already, because... <laughs> you're being straight-phobic. <laughs> I am. I'm totally being straight-phobic, you're right. And you're rolling your eyes at me. It's hilarious. What have you discovered about gaydar? Because you were doing some research about studies, right? Well, I learned, firstly, that my gaydar sucks, apparently. I always thought I wasn't bad, but... I went and did a how good is your gaydar, gaydar test on vistriai.com and I got below average and just slightly above what is the average for an asexual's gaydar. <laughs> okay, so I got 56.4% whereas an asexual's gaydar falls at 55.6%. Straight person's gaydar is at 58.0% or 58% people please. Bisexuals at 58.6, and gay and lesbians have the best gaydar at 59.7%. This is, of course, a very scientific study on some website somewhere. Totally. Okay, well, when I did the same test, I actually got... Above average. The above average <laughs> score. <laughs> but then we've always known I've been a little more lesbian than you. Totally. Apparently, I'm, like, just slightly not asexual. <laughs> well, I can attest that that's BS. I'm not going to say true. No, my love. We do lots of non-asexual things. Yes, like play cards and Monopoly. Okay, in all seriousness, besides this test, uh, which basically showed you two pictures and you had to choose which person was not straight. And some of them, like, I couldn't tell the difference, really. Evidently. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so I, my thought is that it's really hard from a still image to know if someone is gay or not, because surely it comes from other cues. Well, most of them I was able to sort of pick up, but I agree with you. There's movement, there's vocalization, there's how you speak about yourself as well. Women who are lesbians speak about themselves and their partners very differently to heterosexual women. In my search to find out what gaydar was scientifically, I came across a lot of scientific studies. And I'm saying scientific, and I think in 
this looser sense of the word because a lot of these studies used samples of like 40 people, 50 people, which really isn't enough to definitively say if something like gaydar is real and whose gaydar is better than whose. And these studies mostly concentrate on getting a group of people across the board, so some straight, some gay, some bisexual, some asexual, then saying how good gaydar is. And in a group of 50 people, how can you definitively tell anything? No, you need a, a bigger, a much bigger range of... of test subjects. Yes. There was a study done by the University of the Netherlands by a researcher called Dr. Lorenza Colzatu. This research was again was on about 45 people where they had people look at a grid with blocks in the block. So it was a block made of blocks. Okay. Okay. And heterosexual people tended to see the full picture, so the bigger block, whereas homosexual people tended to see the smaller blocks. And they decided that this means that there is a gaydar mechanism in gay people. Um, And the whole thing is that gay people are more analytical than straight people and notice differences. For me, this seems a bit of a stretch. I mean, it's like, how does one thing compared to the other? And in such a small study, isn't it that you might have just gotten a group of, you know, really analytical people who happen to be gay? Not necessarily that these people were analytical because they were gay. Yeah, one has to wonder. It seems a bit, I don't know, it's, it's a bit weird. However, it does lead credence to my theory of, you know, you, you're you looking at your surroundings, you're looking at all the cues that this person's giving. So you're analysing everything. It might be quick, you might not even notice that you're doing it, but you're picking up on something and you're analysing it and coming to a conclusion that this person is straight or gay based on it. Absolutely. When we were looking at the, the still images, I remember looking at pictures of two women and the one with the short hair and the shirt. I was like, she's gay. You know, interestingly enough, I came across another study which says that you can correctly pick out if someone is gay or straight within like, I think it's a 20th of a second or something ridiculous. And expanding that time doesn't change whether you're right or wrong. So that's ability to... So gaydar pings really fast. Pings really fast and really accurately. Time does not make that much of a difference. No. Interesting. Well, this is, you know, for those of us with actual gaydar... So why do you think gaydar is a thing then? Okay, there are a lot of other studies which look at why people are gay or straight. And what is the biological mechanism behind it. Okay. Okay, so there is this study, and I couldn't actually find the original one, but I've come across it before, where it says that with males, the first male in that a mother has will generally be straight. Mm-hmm. The second male will have 33% more chance of being gay than straight. The one after that will be have a thirty three percent more chance of being gay than straight than the previous one, and so it continues. And it doesn't. And then they did further research, and it doesn't matter how many, like if um, the children are taken away from that mother and put like in another family or whatever, that it has to do with the number of children the mother actually has. So it's like a biological thing. But whether how true that is or if it's just coincidence, I don't know. They've done the study with animals as well because there are some animals, like sheep, I believe, who you do have male sheep if you prefer males and female sheep if you prefer females. And they've done the same study with these sheep. It's weird. So anyway, so they're looking at the biological reasonings for having... So does this work out to the whole 10% of the population is gay theory? Possibly. And it's about the whole thing of 
you don't want to create competition for the firstborn in terms of the best possible mate and all of that kind of a thing. So your firstborn will be the strongest, manliest man that ever was a man. <laughs> and apparently badly men can't be gay. I think, I think you'd have a lot of gay guys yelling at you I for that know, one. No, I know. I've met a lot of very manly men who are gay. And you would never say from just looking at them that they were gay. I don't know if this is an insult or, a, or a, just a random comment. Because it seems a little insulting. No, it's not insulting at all. Um, I don't think that you... I think the whole thing of someone looking gay is stupid. Because I think people are just people. And sure you get some people who are more effeminate or some people who are more masculine. But I don't think just because you're a lesbian you look a certain way or because you're gay you look a certain way. And I actually enjoy that you get such diversity. I agree with you, but I also disagree with you. And I'll tell you why. Because you're my wife and you like to disagree with me? <laughs> well, there's that. But also, lesbian women create communities. Okay, so we have a community, and as a community, we, have, we develop ad- identities mm-hmm. within that community. And so, women who feel butch or like boys or like tomboys or whatever will dress in certain ways because that's how they feel comfortable, because that's who they identify with. So, yes and no. I don't understand why you're <laughs> disagreeing with me because I feel like you're agreeing with me. <laughs> you're saying. You're saying that just because somebody dresses in a specific way does not make them gay or butch or, or whatever it is. Yeah, no. I'm saying, actually, the way we dress has a lot to do with our identities, and so you, I disagree with you. I think everything comes down to a personal level and what you feel is most comfortable for you. But every gay man does not have to be the stereotype of flaming. They don't sure. have to have a high-pitched voice. They don't have to be flamboyant. They don't have to wear effeminate clothes or whatever it is. Absolutely. You know, they can be a manly lumberjack if they want. They can not. It's fine. Sure. So my my point is that you don't have to look gay to be gay or behave gay. Even. So basically what you're trying to get across is humans are diverse. Yes, and I think with something like gay doll, I think a lot of the times you're picking up on those stereotypes. And those stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason, because they all have an element of truth. Mm. Okay, Like the whole flaming gay man thing didn't come out of nowhere. It's a thing, you know, to varying degrees. What's with your fascination with gay men today? I need to watch some Gil- Will and Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to love myself some Jack 2000. Oh, you <laughs> Starting all day, my boo. I know. I really do love Jack. Okay. So, is there anything further to this conversation? Does gay exist? Yes. Yes, maybe. Perhaps. Well, it doesn't exist for you, but it exists for me. <laughs> my poor wife. I feel like I'm going to walk into, like, a lesbian bar or something and just be, like, you know, not aware that everyone's a lesbian or something strange. So, send us your mail. You can address all hate mail to tomorrow. <laughs> Podcast at the lesbian talk show.com. Don't forget to subscribe to and rate this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. And tell us what you think about gaydar. Is it real? Isn't it? And all tell us your gaydar stories. Oh, and read the letters. Okay, so this week we've got a fantastic question based on our last week's episode. We're going to call her Sandy because she's anonymous. So Sandy says she's a 26 year old 
lesbian virgin. She made it to 26 without ever having sex with a girl because she comes from a very restrictive church background. And she's now very concerned because she doesn't feel like a normal person. She feels like a bit of a an outcast. And how does she explain to somebody now that she's still a virgin and how is that how they're gonna react and how can she find somebody? Well, Sandy, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a virgin at twenty six. No. It's okay, really it is. And I think if you find someone that you actually like enough to want to have sex with, I think there should be able to understand that finding the right person is the key here but you've got to put yourself out there go to events where you will likely meet women who like similar things to you if you're a board game nut go find a group that enjoys board games if you're a croquet player go find a lesbian (laughs) croquet team that has to be the the smallest team ever i'm (laughs) telling you i don't even know what croquet is it's like alice in wonderland with flamingos and hedgehogs (laughs) I know that version of croquet. I don't know what real life version of croquet looks like. It's those that look like log hammers and balls that you drive through those hoops. Hoops. Okay, yes, no, I actually do know what croquet is. To hit the stick in the middle or something. Okay, but... um, No, seriously, Sandy, there's nothing wrong with being a virgin. And if you feel so intensely about it, speak to your person about how you've gotten there. Like, speak about you did grow up in a restrictive church environment and they'll get it and if they don't they don't deserve you absolutely and that's the key here anybody who doesn't understand that does not deserve you you're awesome and you deserve somebody awesome in return and virginity is not a huge thing really and for most people it means completely different things and i think also with being a lesbian you'll probably have an easier time of it than if it was heterosexual with the you're talking about the first time? Yes. Yeah, you probably will. So, But be straight up. Okay, don't go in on the first date. Hey, I'm a virgin. But like, get to know somebody and then when you're ready to take that step, then have the conversation with her. And if she's the right person, she'll totally understand. And you know what? Then you guys will have a beautiful romantic evening and it'll be something you can remember forever. Hmm. And if you don't already, also consider some self-love. Yeah. Maybe getting some toys and exploring yourself and your own sexuality. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. If you have questions or comments or just want to pop us a question, you can send it to podcast at thelesbiantalkshow.com. I'm Sheena. And I'm Samara. And this has been Let's Talk About It. Absolutely.